In case you didn't know, it's the Olympics, baby. Will the USA win gold in every event? Probably not, and honestly, that's not okay with me. But listen, because I'm going to step in as your casual, half-paying-attention, half-no-clue-what's-going-on Olympic correspondent in this new segment, Tokyo 2020, should be 2021, but it probably would cost too much for all the rebranding. Hello, let's jump right in. In my last Olympic reaction, I was talking about the spirit of the games. How there's just something that lives and moves with that Olympic torch and it's the spirit of the games and it's feel good and everyone can buy into it. But there is no tying at the Olympics. Hell, in a sport that prides itself on draws to earn points, a.k.a. soccer, there is no tying. There are winners and there are losers when we get to the medal rounds. That's why we see all these damn penalty kicks, which is also such a crazy way to end the game. Can we just agree on that? That penalty kicks in soccer is a banana land's way to decide who wins and who loses. The goalie is guessing. And the player has such an advantage, in my opinion. Why we are not going top corner all the time is baffling to me. Just tuck it away in the top corner. Even if the goalie guesses the right way, he or she is not getting to it. Not in the top corner inside the post. These to the side or the other sides that are like midway up are so frustrating to me. Like, because that's naturally where you go when you jump. On the ground is a cool look. Top corner always looks good. But the little down the middle pooch is just dirty. But anyway, even in a sport where draws are common, there are no more tying. There's no more tying. So riddle me this, riddle me that. Why do we have two gold medal winners in the high jump? Like, is that soft to anyone else? It feels a little soft to me. It just does. It feels borderline participation trophy-ish. And I didn't watch the rest of it, so if we award two golds, does that mean we still have a silver and a bronze? Or do we have two golds and a silver? Or do we have two golds and a bronze? That's all I'm saying. And the other tough part I have is I don't know who it's on more. I don't know if it's on the official more. I don't know if it's on the players more. Not players, but athletes more. Not athletes, the jumpers more. Right? Because they were the ones who were given the choice. Or it was confirmed that they could tie. I think one of the jumpers asked the official, Hey, can can we share it? And he was like, yeah, sure. 
What the hell? Yeah, sure. I'd be hell no. Jump again. It's time to jump off. Let's see who's got this. Because at that point, it comes into who wants it more. Who did train that just a little bit more? Who wants it more? You know? That's what it is to me. Because, and again, the the players, I mean, they get paid for medals. And in other countries, like we talked about, they get paid buku bucks. So, you know, especially if it's going to help out my life, my family, I'm not going to turn down a gold medal over a, a silver, especially when that's a big difference in my pocket. So the more I'm talking about this, the more I think it's on the Olympics and the Olympic Committee for having an option where two homies... And a competition that has clear winners and losers. Clear winners and losers. It is not up to interpretation. A dive is up to interpretation. Gymnastics are up to interpretation. Synchronized swimming is up to interpretation. Track and field is not up to interpretation. Did you jump the highest? Did you jump the farthest? Did you run the fastest? Did you throw the farthest? Superlatives exist in track and field. How did the race go? I ran the fastest. How'd your track and field go? I jumped the highest. Oh, so you got the goal? I tied for the gold. Well, then you didn't jump the highest. You jumped the same height as someone else. You jumped higher than 90... 9% of the other competitors but you did not jump the highest right therefore how you got the gold it's not for you we're sharing the gold I also think that maybe they were training partners so there was some raw emotion for the two of them I mean and kudos to two of them you did what you needed to do you jumped your jump you did it you were given the option. You accepted. Again, I, I'm not a big fan. In that moment, I would probably still be like, oh, no, I will put it on the line to be the only person with a gold medal for these games. Gold medal or bust, baby. Well, they didn't. And Captain Olympia official... Gave him the green light to tie. And now we have two gold medal winners. So that's, you know, that's first reaction. Second one, because I've seen more of it, this whole what the hell country are you from stuff. I just want better rules. I'm sure there are fine rules in place and I'm sure it's a pain in the ass actually. Since it is an internationally run thing, but... I just, like, how were we born? You know, it's just the entry. It's interesting just the born in versus raised in and who you get to play for. And all of a sudden, now you get to pick who you play for. That's always an interesting one where, like, hey, you're dual. You can do both. You can do either. Ah, I don't know who I'm going to do. And now we have these athletes doing a balancing act of, you know, which country gives them the best chance of actually getting into the Olympics. Because let's be fair, 
in terms of sprinting, you have a better chance of going to the Olympics if you're sprinting for Italy or if you're sprinting for the U.S. Come on, it's no competition. That's what I'm saying. So that's very interesting to me. And I wonder if they get lobbied. This has to have happened, right? There must have been a scandal, right? Where a country is like trying to buy other athletes, like paying them because they don't have enough homies or they actually want to win a couple medals. That has to be a thing that has to have existed. That's not all, all the other crazy shit that's going on in the world. All the other, you know, corruption type things and money here, money there, here a buck, there a buck, everywhere a buck, buck. What the literal fuck, buck? Right? I mean, so, and, and what does that look like? What, what does whining and dining look like for an oil-rich country who just is trying to win one medal? So, it's like free agency, you know, so you get wine and dine and you get brought into Fenway Park and you get to see all the history and, ooh, look, at you could play for the Red Sox. You could be a part of something. What do they do? What does, like, Saudi Arabia do? Or what does Qatar do when we're trying to draft athletes for the Olympics? Like, going as far as, are we, like, forging documents do people want medals that bad in sports where their state agencies will like fudge a document to be like, no, he's, he's from here. He's from South Korea. No doubt about it. Check out all these papers. And then like, are they being paid on the side? Are their families being taken care of? I guess that's what I don't know, right? Like how much does another country care about gold? Because uh, like we care about medals a lot, but if you win gold, rarely, rarely do you return a national hero. You know what I mean? Obviously, 1980 U.S. Olympic men's team heroes because they beat those damn commie Soviets um, at a very strenuous time. Stuff like women's soccer, you'd be, you know, hooting and hollering and hooraying for, but. Like, uh, I don't know, like a Michael Phelps, but that was just like pure domination. But if you just win like the one-off medal, like Fiji, they had their first ever medal in weightlifting. She's going to go back a legend. We got people winning medals in fencing and taekwondo. I don't know if we'll ever hear from them again outside of their little region of the country and outside of their sport. I'm sure they'll get to come back and do a cool little tour, cool little circuit. You know, you win a couple golds. Maybe you get to be on Good Morning America and some other morning shows and a couple talk shows. And you get to come on wearing your medals and be real, real humble. But other than that, it's not like you're a national hero normally. Whereas some of these other spots, maybe they're saying like, hey, you will be, you will be the guy. You'll be the hero. You'll be on like... Your, your picture will be at the airport for people to look at. Like Qatar, home of 2020 Olympic gold medalist Brian Frazier or some crazy name like that. Like, yeah, he's absolutely Qatari. Is it called Qatari? Yeah, he's absolutely Qatarish. You know what I mean? I just would love to be wined and dined by a whole damn country. 
Because that's throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you. Like Gold Palace. All of it. Obviously the accommodations. Wild. The flight over. Crazy. The food. What you get to see. A little show and tell about the history. Maybe they bring in some history professor to talk to you about the history of the country and then you got to keep cutting him off because he's geeking out and going through all the boring parts and you're just like nah man give him the yo let's get the highlights roll the highlight film but anyway those are a couple things my reactions recently to the olympic games is what the hell country can you play for and don't tie there's no there's no tying for medals we don't tie there are winners and losers that's why there are three different medals. So that way, if you were almost good enough to win, you get silver. And if you were almost, almost, if you were next closest to being good enough, you get bronze. And the rest, at least you were the Olympics. You can go get your Olympic ring tattoo now. All right, y'all. That was it. From your local half-invested Olympic correspondent, Herbie Hansen, signing off from Plattsburgh, New York.